Good morning, Mashi. Good evening, Dennis. Uh, I watched a movie from our, our movie jar recently, which I'm not sure if you've ever seen. It's a movie called Tag. Oh, it's like these guys are in like a lifelong game of tag. That's right. And like, it's weird. Like, it's got a pretty stacked cast. Like, Jeremy Renner's in it and John Hamm's in it and Ed Helms yeah. in it and stuff. And it's based on a true story. Um, and like, the actual guys in real life are in the movie at the end and stuff. And that's something they keep referencing throughout it, um, which makes sense when you know what the movie's about, which is this lifelong game of tag, is a Bernard, George Bernard Shaw quote, which is, We don't stop playing because we grow old. We grow old because we stop playing. And you and I are both adult men who still play board games and card games and video games and things that are traditionally associated with things that children do. So I was curious on what your take is as, you know, gaming as a whole and sort of playing the way children do is kind of starting to seep into adult life a little more socially acceptably than it used to. Yeah. I think that this is absolutely true. There's no question in my mind of it. Um, it's not playing games. Mm-hmm. It's not the game intrinsically in itself, in my mind. Um, I think that playing games is an easy cheat to our imaginations, to having wonder, to operating with... Games are basically operating within a fixed environment that we all kind of agree to when we sit down at the table play. Mm-hmm. And we just pretend. We pretend those rules apply to us in order to play the game. But there's a huge delta there because on one end of the spectrum, we have like most adults will relatively routinely play some kind of game, right? Be it poker or chess or Monopoly or checkers or something. And there's a whole spectrum all the way to like Dungeons and Dragons and then beyond that, like live action role play and stuff, right? Which is probably the end of that sort of imagination. I don't even know if adults routinely play some kind of game. I I think it's a big assumption. I don't know. I think the vast majority of people play some kind of game on their phones, be it a Wordle or... Maybe, maybe close to our generation. Do your maybe. parents play games on their phones? No, but uh, sometimes, but not really. Yeah, that's true. There's something that's weird. Like there's something that there, there's a social acceptability there where sitting and watching TV and watching 300 hours of The Sopranos or Breaking Bad is fine, but playing a video game for two minutes isn't. That's childish. And that's a waste of time. Yeah. And that's, I think that's exactly what George Bernard Shaw is addressing. Games are interactive. Video games a little bit less so. I'll be honest with you. Like, I didn't even think about video games. I was thinking about games, even Monopoly, poker, Yahtzee. Forget magic and, you know, forget pandemic, you know, um, all these other more gamer games, just any kind of game. And I think that when we freely embrace those things and play those games, um, which is funny. I haven't played a game in a long time. You know? really? uh, so I say this. Yeah, I, don't, I can't remember a lot. I mean, they, they're making a Hades sequel. That's true. Hades 2. That? Hades 2 is coming. But it's been a number of months since I've played Diablo or anything. I think it's about embracing imagination, though. I really do. In a way that is so offbeat, it's not like reading because reading involves your imagination too, though. I think most people don't read very much either. That's true too. Look, I grew up with my father. I, I miss him. He's gone now. But you know what his adult life was? Come home, crack a beer, turn the TV on. I, I don't want to seem derisive. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But what is confusing. No, but he got old. Yeah. 
He got old. That's true. He got old sitting in front of that TV drinking beers. And he only did that five nights a week. And you know why he didn't do the other two? He didn't have to come home those two nights. He was already home. He woke up. It was the weekend. The part that is weird to me is that there is, and this is breaking down a lot, which is what I kind of opened with. There is a level of superiority in doing that compared to playing games which is strange to me. And I think it's this thing that like, it's a thing that's pervasive in a lot, in a lot of culture in, in my generation that came up in sort of the mid to late nineties, which was popularized by like South Park and stuff, which is the idea that caring about anything or being invested in anything is bad or boring or should something to be embarrassed about. Cool is aloof and aloof means disengaged and TV is disengaged compared to a game or a video game. Now, what Bernard Shaw is talking about is, I think, much more playing like charades with your friends and having a bottle of wine, which, having done it yeah. recently enough, is a ton of fun. I don't think when Bernard Shaw, George Bernard Shaw wrote this quote, he was not talking about League of Legends. That's not like that's not that's a different vibe. Um, but this idea it, of ha- it is good. no good. I was gonna say this idea of having this sort of like level of interact inter- interactivity, pl- taking something silly a little bit seriously for a little bit is a great release of tension and of creativity and of imagination like you said yeah what it does though i think is it lets you take yourself less seriously Mm -hmm. that's the key to it all i i i was i was talking about a um i want to abstract a bit here a friend of a friend we'll say okay and i described or a friend of a friend of a friend however you want to put it. And I described him as a man child. Mm -hmm. Basically due to a complete lack of responsibility and consciousness of funds that were being used and where they were coming from and probably not responsibly using money and over borrowing and not accepting responsibility for it. The list goes on. My point is this. I then said, but then who are you talking to? You're talking to the guy who made magic videos for years, who goes on Instagram five days a week to talk about professional wrestling. And as we and speak, is sitting out, under a Star Wars and Buckaroo Banzai and a Buckaroo frame poster. Banzai, you know, looking at a bunch of anime, you know, Yu Yu Hakusho and Devil Man cells on his wall. But there's a difference, so, right? It's not about... There's a huge difference. It's about responsibility and what you, and what you do with your time, not necessarily mm-hmm. the stuff you're interested in. Why is that less respectable than caring about the NFL draft? Because, you know, there's a quote in the Bible, and I can't remember the quote. My my good friend, Timmy V, um, used to say this all the time. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I reasoned like a child, behaved like a child. When I grew up, I finished with childish things. And I think that there's a lot of that baked into our culture, Mm -hmm. baked into what it means to be an adult. You know, I mean, think about think about our lives. What does it mean to be a man? What does it mean to be a woman? Mm. What does it mean to be a child? And then what does it mean to go from being a boy to a man? You're a man now. You're a woman now. There's all these rules we put into place about what's okay and what's not okay. And yet when we look at children, when I look at children, when I look at my friend's children and I talk to them, which I like to do for hours on end, <laughs> Because they're so wondrous. They have a million questions and you answer them and it begets more questions. And then you ask them questions and you keep going. That curiosity, like, I think wonder. That curiosity is something you do lose, I think, as you grow up. And it's because you get bogged down. No question. No question. Hmm. 
in this age, we're lucky because I do wake up and say to myself, wait a second, what is blank? And then there's Wikipedia and there's Google. And three hours later, it's like, I am an expert on this now. <laughs> you, say that, you say lucky. There's a Pete Holmes bit where he talks about that, um, how it has um, the availability of information has done amazing things for humanity, but it has ruined that. He talks about he wakes up one day and he's like, where's Tom Petty from? And before you would just percolate on that, you think about it and you'd see someone with a Tom Petty t-shirt and you go, hey. Where's Tom? Where, do you know where Tom Petty's from? And they go Wisconsin, whatever. And you go, oh, and a wave of satisfaction would wash over you, having rooted out this nugget of information. But now you just ask your Alexa. You don't even have to type it anymore, and you just you just find out, and you get nothing out of it at all. Um, it's hard. I don't know. I, I think I think there's kind of a trap, like having everything available to you. That, that curiosity is not as rewarding as it used to be. And I, I, I look. I, I grew up in the internet age. I'm talking. I'm 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 kind of longing for a time I was never even around for here. I, I, I think you're dead wrong. Really? I think the, the yeah, the base assumption you come across with that, for me, and I, I would label myself as somewhere between curious and extremely curious. Okay. I love, love learning things. Um, and the problem with your Tom Petty example is, are you just Googling that and walking away? Are you looking at mm. more? Are you Googling, reading about the history of Tom Petty? My point is when I do these dives and random things, it's like, ooh, wait, what's that? I don't have time. Focus on this, Mosh. It begets so many more questions. There's never enough time to investigate it all. That's the beauty of life, the universe, and everything. Mm -hmm. The idea behind George Bernard Shaw's quote, in my mind, isn't the act. Playing tag isn't enough. It's engaging with it. It's accepting it. It's remembering that part of you. Like when I was a kid, we would get on our bikes and ride around the neighborhood. And the, like we had all these stories. Like there was a little corner, we called the corner store. It was a little convenience store that sold candies and ice cream. And well, it's America, booze and porn as well. Yep. But if we got on our bikes, there was another corner store. It's about 10 blocks away. And they had better candy. No, I had the same candy. Did better ice cream. No, <laughs> had the same ice cream. But by God, we rode our bikes over to that one because it was mm -hmm. the better one. And we did stuff like that all the time. And I remember riding bikes around my neighborhood, always thinking there was another block to go. There was another place to look at. There was another it was endless. Sense. Yeah, there's a sense of, yeah, it could just keep going. But it's not that it feels and, wider. And like, I know the world feels smaller as you grow up and you travel to different countries and stuff. The world, I was talking to Nikki about this. We were walking through a... Um, a neighborhood around here, the world feels deeper, right? If you look at a lawn or a garden or like a little bit of green space or like a little bit of woodland and you think now you're like, ah, oh, it's like, you know, 30, 40 square feet of woods or whatever. As a child, that's so many nooks and crannies mm -hmm. and so much to be discovered and so much to be imagined and built in there. And that sort of depth looking, I think, is what you lose. Absolutely. The perspective changes though. Mm -hmm. I grew up, where my mother lives, she still she lived. She still has her house there. She doesn't live there anymore. She rents it out now. It was across from this area. When I was a kid, we called it the sand dunes. It was just an undeveloped lot, but it was like there was it was high up and yeah, you know it, there was a little forest. No, not really. We called them there five trees. And yeah. Since yeah, since then, you know, and I mean, we're talking. I'm talking the mid '80s here. Okay, that's when I was playing in the sand dunes, early to mid '80s. 
Now it's a condominium complex. Of course, yeah. And I drive by it and I just see it and I'm like, there's just no way the sand dunes were that small. Mm -hmm. There's no flipping way. I mean, you would have thought I was heading to Mordor crossing that thing when yep, I was yep. a kid. You say Mordor, we had a we had a field that was the Baba Hess that we my a buddy of mine when we were kids made a map of like the whole surrounding area and lay on this place Pelennor Field, which is just is from Lord of the Rings. Um and you go you go there now, I'm like, this is one hill. It takes maybe yep. 10 seconds to walk the entire length of it. But when you're a kid, it's the sprawling huge space and it changes. That's what and, I want. I, that's what I, I that's what I'm sad about losing. I'm not sad about losing the ability to play can, you know, tip the can or tag. It's that perspective, that childlike curiosity is what's lost. I I agree with you, but we've both explored the world. Sure. And there's so much out there to to see. And so, you know, to some degree that scale has changed. Right? There's just there's bigger mountains, larger fields for us to go explore. There's bigger dunes. But there's, there's always a bigger dune. The the quote though is about I think engaging with that wonder, engaging mm -hmm. with that playful side, knowing that it's always there, and forgetting as we do when we're stressed out at work, when we've got to go to bed late and wake up early and make a deadline, and it feels like all those things are frivolous, you know. And sometimes it's okay to wake up and have ice cream for breakfast. It can be smaller than it. even that though. Like if you go to a restaurant that you've been to. A bunch of times. Just don't order the thing you usually get. Be curious. So tough. Trust. I know it's tough. Be curious. Try something else. If you've had their chicken pot pie 15 times, you're not going to remember the 16th time. I'm not saying it's going to be better. There's a good chance it's going to be worse, but it'll be different. And different is powerful. I will, I will offer also what um, I have a, my therapist, what did he call it? The... Um, the the trappings of success mm -hmm. you can order both fair <laughs> you know what i mean fair enough. Yeah, you yeah. can do that uh that that's a very high-handed way to do it and i have i have done that i have done that where i'm like you know i'm gonna order this and this is what i, I don't do both what i normally do is like i'm gonna order this if i hate it i'm gonna order this, this yeah, yeah exactly i give myself permission to do this as well but <laughs> Shaw's quote about playing games is less about I think playing the games than having that willingness opening your heart to it. Yeah. Having the willingness to engage that, having that willingness to to use a more new agey term, engage your inner child. It's true though. Like I think it's powerful. It is one thousand percent. Laugh. That you know, people don't laugh enough. People don't tell enough jokes. People are, you know. Here's another quote for you. Why so serious? <laughs> I don't know who I got. <laughs> it's I'm pretty true, sure that's what he was getting at, right? Yeah, that's pretty much it. Mashi, look, I hope you go out to your day and you go find an even bigger sand dune and see what's on the other end of it. Oh yes, to the what was what fields were they? Pelennor Fields, Battle of Pelennor Fields, the dude. Pelennor, the Pelennor Fields. Have Every a great morning. evening.